You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. Our mission is to help people win by living a genuine Jesus-filled life. If you are ever in Cameron, Missouri, then come and join us and be a part of the Passion Church family. You can visit our website, passionchurchmo.com, to find out more about us. I want to welcome everybody who's streaming today. God bless you. Thank you for joining Passion Church. You're with us on a historic day because this is the last day in our current facility. We're about to take the promised land that we've been waiting on for two years. We bought a building two years ago, and next Sunday we will be in our new facility. And as soon as this service is over, we break down, move out of this building, and move into the new one. So thank you. If you're listening by radio, God bless you. Thank you for being a part of the Passion Church broadcast. And those of you who are watching uh, through Roku TV, God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our service today. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Joshua. Joshua, that's Old Testament. It's right after the book of Deuteronomy. Joshua, the first chapter. I'm going to read out of the Amplified today instead of the King James, so it's going to be a little wordier. We're going to read from verse 1 down to verse 10. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' minister, Moses, my servant, is dead. So now arise, take his place, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land which I am giving them, the Israelites. Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given to you as I promised Moses. From the wilderness of this Lebanon to the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, or Canaan, and to the great Mediterranean Sea on the west shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong, confident, and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Anyone feeling anything prophetic going on in this house? Verse 7, only you be strong and very courageous that you may do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand nor to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do all according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Verse 9, have not I commanded you be strong, vigorous, and very courageous? Be not afraid, neither dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verse 10, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, to pass through the camp, I, I sorry, I, I, we're going in an extra verse. Pass through the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions for within three days you shall pass over the Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Man, I, we couldn't be in a better place in the word of God right now than in this chapter right here. I want to point out seven things. Actually, there's eight things 
that is said to, to Joshua here. I'm going to point them out very quickly, and then we're going to move on into a message I'm going to call Stop Wondering, It's Time to Possess. Stop Wondering, It's Time to Possess. The first thing he commands him to do, number one, take your place. Slap your neighbor a high five and say, it's time to get in your place. Mm-hmm. He's telling him, Moses is dead now, and we need a leader. And Joshua tag, I'm tagging you it. When God tags you, be ready, be prepared. It's scary. It's frightening. It's frightening when God calls you to do something that you've never done before. It's frightening when God tells you to step out and do something you've never uh, ever been called to do before. It, it It is not always an easy thing when the Lord first lays something on your heart. I lived for years with a dream in my heart of standing in the position that I'm standing today. But then when the day came and it actually happened and all those years of work and labor were suddenly now used by God and he tagged me, I stood and trembled. I know exactly what Joshua was feeling, and I know exactly why the Lord was telling him, be courageous. Don't back down. Don't back down here. Don't get afraid. Just just because you don't understand all of the unknown, I will be with you, and I will take you to new places. So take your place. Number two, he told him, he said, it's all yours. (laughs) I don't know if you get this or not, but it's all ours. God didn't call us here to put us on three quarters of an acre and say, that's it. Can't do any more. Can't go any further. Can't reach beyond that. No, he told Joshua, and it translates to today, that wherever a believer of God goes, that believer's foot, wherever it lands, that land becomes the property of the believer. When I walk into Walmart, Walmart might hold the title deed on that piece of property over there, but when I walk down the beanie weenie out, guess who? moving on up. Mm. It belongs to us. This territory, ladies and gentlemen, belongs to us. Child of God watching uh, by streaming or by television, listen to me, or by radio, wherever you go, it belongs to you. You're to command the atmosphere wherever you go. Don't let the atmosphere of the world tell you how it's done. You walk in and you be the owner God's called you to be. Who could say amen to that? You know, this is just the preliminaries. This isn't even the message yet. Mm-hmm. Number three, he said, no one, no one can stop you. No one can stop you. We got to get that down in our spirit and understand. Society doesn't bind me. Society doesn't tell me. Political structure doesn't tell me. I submit First and foremost, to the kingdom which I am a citizen. And I operate in that kingdom. And the other kingdoms around me are subjugated to this kingdom truth. And this kingdom truth is first. Who could say amen to that? Number four, he says, I will not fail you. That's a promise. That's a promise. God does not fail. God does not fail. I got to hurry. Number five, he said, take strength in the fact 
that you will give these people their inheritance. I want to run. I want to run. Because generation after generation after generation of pastor has been in this building. And they have cried and they have prayed for this city. They have cried and prayed. And there have been great masses of people that have come through this little place right here. This little three-quarter acre plot of ground. And this hand structure, this hand-built structure. They have been in this place. And they have laid on these floors. And they have cried and wept bitter tears. Great men and women of God in this place crying out for the day that God would release them from this little three-quarter piece of acre. And allow them to stretch out and to go into this region and totally overtake it by the power and the unction and the calling of the Holy Ghost. And oh baby, I don't know how anybody else in this building feels. No one may feel the way that I feel. But baby, I'm on a high today. I'm on a spiritual high because I understand I'm the man God's going to allow to hand you your inheritance in this city. What God called you to is yours and it starts today I don't know what that does to you but that makes me want to shout it makes me want to run through a troop leap over a wall challenge a man for his seat whatever I gotta do to let the devil know we win y'all need to calm down just a little bit The the next thing he said is Be courageous. To be courageous means to be so full of courage that no matter what the challenge is, I'm not intimidated. No matter what the challenge, I'm, do you see my ugly face? Am not intimidated. Devil, you can't intimidate me. You can lie. You can cheat. You can steal. You can design things against me. But you cannot and will not defeat me. Wow. I don't know how you're sitting there. Number seven, he says, now listen, this is important. Do not forsake the word. This is where we get in trouble in our walk with God and our calling with God. And sometimes things become so routine, we begin to lose sight of prayer. We begin to lose sight of the word. We just get so comfortable doing that we forget about being. We forget about getting in his presence and spending time with him. And last but not least, he says, now, just be prosperous. That's the icing on the cake right there. In spite of the devil, in spite of his uh, impoverished, stealing, thieving ways, he told me, prosper in spite of him. In fact, this is what the word says when he gave David the psalm. I'll prepare a table for you in the presence of of your enemies, and you'll dine like a king while they look on. Mm-hmm. So here's what I want to tell you today. I got to get with it. I've got 16 pages of notes. <laughs> That's all. Ladies and gentlemen, 
whether you're a part of Passion Church here, Passion Church there, or in your church, if you're a believer, understand this. You are no longer a squatter. You're not squatting on land that doesn't belong to you and a wanderer in the desert any longer. You are a land owner. You possess the land that God has given you. Every place you put your foot belongs to you. Own it. Own it. Own it. Take it back from the devil. Let him understand you can't take what belongs to me. It's time to possess who can say amen to that? It's time to possess. It's time to possess the promise. It is time to validate the dream. It is time to empower the vision. And it is time to take the land. We're here to talk about the Joshua generation today. The Joshua generation were the millennials of Joshua's time. They were most of them of 40 years of age and below. 40 years of age and below. <laughs> but I want to share with you something. God never leaves a generation without wisdom. I didn't hear any shouting on that. God never leaves a generation without wisdom. God left Joshua and Caleb in that generation because they were the inspiration of wisdom of that new generation. They provided a unique leadership for this mighty band of youth. They were old enough to understand life's challenges, uh, but they represented longevity. They represented stability. They represented relationship with God. They had fought with Moses in Israel's battles. They had witnessed God's miraculous uh, now for over 40 years. They had firsthand knowledge of what it looked like to be in the favor of God, and they knew what it was like when someone rejects God because they had witnessed every plague of Egypt. They were there when the death angel passed over them and took out the firstborn of Egypt. They saw the mountain burn with God. They saw it tremble with his voice. When they heard his voice, it sounded like a trumpet blast. They witnessed as God's own people delivered by his mighty hand turned and burned for idolatry. Tree. They were there when the judgments of God fell on the acts of rebellion. They went into the promised land and came out with a right report. God saved them for such a time as this to be an inspiration to lead a generation off of welfare into revolution. These men were no quitters and God preserved their strength because they refused to accept any other view but God's. They weren't intimidated by their enemies. They weren't moved by a lack of faith in their own generation. And sometimes all the old regime and the old traditions and the old mindsets and the old wanderings and the old welfare mentality must die so a generation can take its proper place and carry out the mandate of God. Because there's something about generational worship that sometimes we tend to get trapped where we've all 
always been comfortable. And when we get comfortable and we won't allow ourselves to, to journey from point A to point B to point C, and we want to camp somewhere between A and B and won't go any further, we cause ourselves to stunt and to stifle and to not go where it is God wants us to go. And when we get into that position we can literally choke out the move of God God's hands become tied God has a way of reaching each and every generation and every generation that rises on the earth has a new sound and a new wave and a new power and we've got a generation in this city in this region that are waiting for someone to say how do you do this thing and how do you hold on to faith and how is it when your world is falling apart that you don't give up how how is it that whenever the court system is working against you, you keep your faith until God delivers? How is it that you stay in this when you get a death sentence and you don't give up and you don't quit? How? Somebody show us. Somebody show us. Somebody show us. I want you to know in this building, there is a Joshua and Caleb representation in this house. They're sitting behind some of you millennials and you owe them a debt of gratitude because they weren't willing to quit quit when the going got tough so let the Lord know you appreciate their efforts wow wow Joshua and Caleb possessed the wisdom courage strength and longevity to carry out God's will undeterred and uncompromised when God gave Joshua Moses favor this time the promise would be possessed. Sometimes people let go of the promise. Sometimes people are swayed by popular opinion. Sometimes men and women of God get confused because others stand in opposition to them. And sometimes it's easier to back down than to fight. I don't know what it is because everyone who knows me knows that on the surface I have a very passive personality. And I'm easy to get over on. You know, if you want good cop, you come to Pastor Lonnie. You know, if you want a swat on the seat of your britches, you come to Pastor Colleen. Mm -hmm. But there's something down in my grit, in my crawl, that just will not let me compromise. And I'll stand and fight until the smoke clears. I may not look like a soldier but somewhere deep inside there's an army of one somewhere deep inside I don't want to offend I don't want to offend my marine in the house there's a battalion that's ready to take this on somewhere deep inside there's something in me that says the hordes of hell will not prevail down on the inside of me. I don't care how many laws they design against us. I don't care how many things they do. I'm going down swinging. I'm coming down swinging and coming back up when the smoke clears in victory. I'll be waving the banner of Christ Jesus. I'll be, I'll be presenting his name to the world around me. You guys got to let me alone. I got a lot of long, long way to go here. Mm. God had confidence in his man. He knew Moses wasn't going to get the job done, but he knew Joshua would. And he knew Joshua had the backing. Moses had a chiding generation who were fearful and afraid. 
But Joshua had a generation that said, we've had enough of the sniveling. We've had enough of the wandering. We've walked around the desert one too many miles with a rock in our shoe. We are irritated with the way things were done in the past. And we will not allow ourselves to get robbed. We've been wanderers all of our life. And 40 years of wandering is long enough. It is time for me to be a landowner. It is time for me to eat not just manna that comes from God's welfare system, but it is time for me to take my hands and produce something out of the ground and to eat it out of my own hand because it's a land that God has given me. I'm about to step into what it is I've been called for. I've been called to be a dweller. I've been called to raise up. I've been called to build. I've been called to strengthen. And I'm not about to be refused just because some naysayer in the background is too afraid, too timid, and too scared to get out of their own shadow. No, no, no. I'm with you, Joshua. I'm with you, Caleb. We're going in and we're going to possess. These two elements... Let me, let me just say this. God had confidence in his man, and the people had confidence in God's man. And these two elements were destiny and purpose colliding. And you know what happens when destiny and purpose collide? You meet passion. The thought that this journey is over was in their heart. The wandering can now cease. They birthed a hunger to stop squatting in the desert and to own a piece of real estate. This young generation believed in the mission so much that they were ready for war. They were ready to fight giants. That's what stopped the previous generation. Oh, it's a land of milk and honey, but there's giants in the land. Mm-hmm. Little did they know that this generation, many years later, would give a young shepherd boy the courage to stand solely alone against a giant on a battlefield. They weren't afraid to face the giants. They said, if God is with our man, then God is with us, and we're going to go. So they were ready to fight giants. They were ready to fight mountain men. They were ready to take down walls. They were ready for God's mission of unconventional warfare. They would have killed their own if they rebelled against God's man. Man, that house got sober right there. This group made real history because they did take down walls they killed giants they ran off the mountain men they settled the land and their descendants are right now inhabiting that land today in Jerusalem before us was the Moses generation of revival but like all moves of God before there comes a time when the previous generation has got to be flexible and move when God 
moves and accept his challenges and take new territory or get left behind to die with a memory of yesteryear and a reminder of what could have been. But baby, don't count me with that generation. Though that generation can die in the wilderness if it wants to, but I'm going with the youth. I'm going with the young people. I'm going in to get what belongs to me. I've lived long enough. I've seen enough. I've witnessed enough. I've seen the hand of God move one time too many for you to ever talk me out of my inheritance in Christ Jesus. I guess I could put it this way. I've come too far to turn back now. If that you let him know it. But for every great move of God, there is always a Joshua and a Caleb. And those who refuse to be stifled or stunted, they won't quit, they won't lay down, they won't retire, and they won't refuse to die until they stand on the land of promise. Today we celebrate our Joshua generation. We have the well, we have the well seasoned who are not about to quit, and we have the younger who are eager to get in the fight. We are but moments away from our journey across the Jordan. We are leaving God's welfare manna and leaving what we were afraid of in the past to take on what it is God has given us because we're ready to plant we're ready to sow we're ready to reap in the fertile goodness of God's promised move there's no turning back there's no backing down there's no wandering left we're squatters no more of someone else's dream of revival we are the landowners and the landlords of God's great awakening so come on let's make history passion church all of God's promises up to now have been yes and a Amen. You've seen me stand up here week after week and month after month and share with you the things that God has said to me in my prayer closet. And you have watched and witnessed with me that as I released those words, God made them come to pass. And what makes you think that if he made those words come to pass and we're about to move across the, the highway over to our promised land, that he's not going to fulfill every word that he said. And there will be an influx of people like you cannot believe. God is doing exceeding abundantly above all we can think to ask even right now we're reaching into foreign nations at this very moment while I'll preach my words are being translated into other languages in other nations and people are coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ this thing is far bigger than we could have fathomed <laughs> you all are excitable bunch <laughs> If all we do is spend time with our generation and talk about the good old days, we are doomed to die. We are doomed to die. But I say it's time that we invest. And I want to say this. All wanderers, come on home. If you've once called Passion Church your church, what are you doing out there? Come on home. Don't miss what God's got. Don't lay down now. Don't back up now. God is making this thing a reality. And one day we're going to all of us, Mike, we're going to all of us work together, labor together. We're bringing souls to the kingdom. We're going to do this thing. We're going to reach the world. 
Thank you for loving your mama so much and taking care of her. I'm glad God's healing, huh? We're about to do this thing. We're about to do this thing. We're about to do this thing. I know I've got to hurry. We're out of time. Oh, my goodness. The beanie weenies are about to burn. All those who will lose the familiar to adventure for the unknown are in for a life of fulfilled promise. Now that went over your head. I'm going to say it one more time. All those who will loose the familiar to adventure into the unknown are in for a life of fulfilled promise. As Colleen said one more time. All those who will loose the familiar to adventure for the unknown are in for a life of fulfilled promises. God's dream for your life are always sweeter than the ones you dream for yourself. And God's dreams for your life are always sweeter when you're laying in your bed, not squatting in a tent somewhere. Nothing in this life is sweeter than to reach the end of a season of delay, to hold the tangible blessings of the Lord. Now they're in your possession. Suddenly every prayer you prayed makes sense. Every tear you cried turns bitter now into sweet. Every frustrated moment loses all of its tension. Finally, God's timing even makes sense. You now realize that he really never left you. He really never forsook you. He was there working all along. We just couldn't see it. <laughs> you now realize he's with you. But to me, the sweetest blessing of all is knowing that if he keeps this promise, he'll keep every other promise he has made to you and to me. We're quite nearing the end now. When God delivers you to a place of a long-awaited promise, you have proven yourself worthy of the reward. And you didn't run off in fear, and you didn't back off in frustration, and you never stopped longing for fulfillment, and you didn't give up when all looked lost. You found hope in the face of hopelessness. You have the longevity that a promised land requires. You have the work ethic that a promised land requires. You know the power of progress. You know the power of prayer. You know the power of perseverance. You know that you have never lost your passion. And with all of those elements combined, <laughs> your inheritance awaits you your moving day has arrived so now let's step into our Jordan let's watch the tide roll aside circle your promise and behold the favor of your God shout the war cry of victory now let's go get our 
promise. Who can say amen to that? Stand to your feet and let's give the Lord a shout of victory for the walls have come down. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Praise his name. Praise his name. We've already had an altar call in this place. But for those of you, stay, stay standing if you would. But those of you who are listening by radio, streaming live today, or if you're watching by television, thank you for being a part. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for sowing into us because we truly appreciate all of your heart and all of your effort. We're about here in a few minutes to pack up and move everything in this building to our new property. And there have been many in this room right now that have worked tirelessly. And there's not enough words for me to ever thank them enough. and Not enough money in the bank account to reward them enough for all that they have done and the hours that they have spent. The things that they have done to make this a reality. And I'm going to spend some time when we get to the promised land celebrating you for all that you've done to help us. But today you're listening and you may still be squatting. Today you're listening to me and you may be in a place of discouragement or you've given up on your dreams or you've walked away from the promise. And you once were serving God in vibrancy and you loved him with all your heart and somehow your heart just got cold and you don't know. Possibility you never asked him into your heart, but something's intriguing you to do so now. I'm going to ask all of our audience to just bow your head with me for a moment. Father, I pray for these right now under the sound of my voice. Who are hearing a challenging message and hopefully have understood the context in which it was given. And Father, all of us, Father... Have your promise of the promised land in Christ. But oftentimes we live far beneath that promise and far away and far removed from the truth that we know. And I'm asking these that are streaming, listening by radio, or watching by television right now to pray with me. Lord Jesus, here I am. I have sinned. And I have come short of what you desire for me. I'm sorry that I've given up on you when I should not have. I ask you, Lord, forgive my sin, but even more so remove my sin. That I might never sin against you again. I want to live for you. I want the Holy Spirit to become the, the partner in my heart to help me in salvation. I ask you, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Loose the Holy Spirit to help me live a life of righteousness for all the days of my life. I say yes to you for the remainder of my life. 
I say yes, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you on Facebook or Instagram at Passion Church Mo. Until next time, God bless.